What's up, Grimrock downtown? Hi, guys. My name is Evan. If you don't know me, I'm the pastor down here. Before we engage our brain with some biblical concept and truth, I want to let you know about something coming up next week. So the musicians down here quarterly offer us what we call a night of worship, and that'll be next Saturday. And the beauty of this, everything else will be the same. Child care will exist, but it's just straight worship through song for the 60 minutes or whatever that we're going to be down here. I don't know if any of you have had like a real positive experience with worship music, but we do not have enough of that in this town. We are not just logical individuals that engage our emotions for five or ten minutes and then dig into what's rational. Right? We are also very emotional. And I've found from personal experience, when I was living in Hawaii, there was a YWAM base down there, and they had something called a night of worship once a week, and I would go to that, and it rocked my world, completely changed my view of God and my dependence on Him through that emotional connection that I had with Him. So I hope, if nothing else, that encourages you to check out next week, invite friends. It'll just be song. There'll be some testimonies that we'll hear and see, um, but just a chance to engage with God in a different way. Great. Let's pray right now. My hope, my desire in doing this is just to kind of focus ourselves in on the one that we're here for, God himself. God, we believe that you are real. That's why we are here, because we believe that you made us and that you have the best plan for our lives and that we can get that from no one but you. And so right now, we ask that you would give us that give us truth to guide our lives give us insight into our own worlds our own faults our own faulty beliefs just allow us to understand more of who you are and more of why we're here amen all right so we're finishing up a series long one three-week series called we are the church tonight the last couple weeks chris and i have been teaching on the church Almost every time that the Bible mentions the word church, it is not referring to a building. Rather, a group of people gathering, called together, gathering for a specific purpose. That means that we, you and I, are the church. People that God is bringing together for specific reasons. Let's look at 1 Peter 2. We haven't looked at this one the last couple of weeks, but another like solid foundation of what the church is. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. That's talking about Jesus. And like living stones, that's you and me, let yourself be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I love this metaphor. It speaks of the strength and the purpose of followers of Jesus, of the church. We are stones, not mud and straw, but stones being built into a spiritual house and a holy priesthood so that way we can offer sacrifices acceptable to our creator. For the original audience who Peter was writing to, this statement would have been extremely profound. Ordinary people being brought together by the creator of everything so that they could bring God's presence and his goodness into their worlds? The temple... For the Jew, back in first century Palestine, was a place where God's spirit dwelt. 
and sacrifices are what allowed people to be fully atoned and then get to experience God's mercy. The verses that we just read are telling followers of Jesus that they are now the temple. Now, the first two weeks that we taught, we really unpacked and examined the biblical definition of church. Tonight, I don't like doing this, but this is how I've been feel, felt led to go. I'm going to focus far more on direct application to our lives. It's not going to be a whole lot of Bible, which is really hard for me. More <laughs> opportunities for you to be the church. To do this, we'll use two phrases that are so easy to read through and gloss over in 1 Peter 2. Come to him and let yourself be built. Come to him, talking to you, let yourself be built, talking to you. The church, a group of people being built into a community where the maker of heaven and earth brings his goodness and his life is an extremely privileged and powerful thing that every follower of Jesus is designed to be a part of. But much of what we get to experience is based on our choice. Peter is telling his audience to come and to let themselves be built. These, these statements imply freedom of choice. God has specific plans for each of us, plans that will allow you to experience much more of the life that you want, one with contentment, one with purpose, one with joy, but he also created us with free will, the ability to choose what we want to do with the things that he has given us. Now, I grew up going to church. From the time I was 0 to 18, I was probably at 95% of every Sunday school, uh, youth group, and like universal gathering that they had. In my 20s, I continued to go to church about 50 to 75% of the time, but there is no way that I would have defined church in the way that Peter just did. Instead of it being life invigorating and life changing, it was something I did just because it made me feel good for an hour or two. But once I discovered the true definition of church, remember, a people being called together for specific purposes and began to operate out of that belief system, the church has become a crucial ingredient for me and the good life. When I read through 1 Peter 2, I believe that this is referring both to the universal, right, the entire church, every believer, as well as the local church, communities like Rimrock Downtown. Now, whether you've been a part of RD since the beginning or tonight is your first rodeo, I strongly believe that it is crucial for you to spend a little time praying and thinking on whether or not this is a spiritual house that God is making you a part of during this time in your life. If it is, and you are willing to invest your time, talents, and resources into this community, then I promise you that you will experience more of God and his goodness than you think. If downtown is not where you feel like God is calling you, please, please, please find another church, a local community to get plugged into that you can invest your time, your energy, and your resources into. Being surrounded by other believers is essential to living life well. Now, as I was thinking about this, I believe that in order to truly want to be invested in something, 
you have to know a little bit of where it came from. When you understand a, a group of people's history, you get a better sense of whether or not you want to be part of what they are making. Now, Rimrock Downtown started back in 2012 as a third service. It was on Thursday nights up in the Alex Johnson Hotel Ballroom. Uh, Steve Balsley, the former head pastor of Rimrock, uh, used it as a place that was far more informal to simply preach the same sermon that he preached on Sunday morning. Back then, we only had one child. A little bit different, right? Emery, right? She's nine now. Josh and Carrie, the couple that was here in the middle, they were leading worship since the beginning. Carrie sounded far more like a church mouse, and Josh looked even more ragged than he does now. <laughs> a few months in, Steve asked if I'd be willing to preach a sermon. Fresh out of Bible school at 30 years old, I was both overly confident in my understanding of the Bible and terrified to stand in front of a group of people. When it was all said and done, the sound man advised me that I actually hold the microphone close enough to my face so that way the audience can hear me speak. <laughs> a little more? Over the next couple years, thank you, Josh, I still have things to learn, obviously. <laughs> Myself and Nick Ewing, who now teaches at the main campus, taught more and more with Steve. In 2014, Rimrock started renting 514 St. Joe what we call the exchange, where we're at right now. And Rimrock downtown moved to Saturday nights. From 2014 to 18, we would definitely have been defined as a small group. There were 20, 30 of us that gathered not only to sit in the pews, but also to lead worship, to sing, to be greeters, to run the soundboard, to make coffee. And we were just a small-knit group of individuals that enjoyed hanging out. I remember one summer, as I was preaching, there was nine people sitting out here, half of which were Rimrock pastors and their wives, two of which were my parents. You know, even though we didn't experience an explosion of growth, which is what many of us wanted back then, we genuinely felt that this is what God wanted us to do. At a certain point, Josh and Carrie were asked to come up and lead a third service, more contemporary style service at Rimrock proper, which they declined. Steve Balsley, when he passed away from cancer three years ago, we were in a bit of a transition period before Ben was brought in, and I was asked to come up and be on the teaching team, which I declined. Through a lot of prayer, we knew that this is where God wanted us to be, and we saw the community that existed here, a group of friends who were popping out babies like bunnies at that time <laughs> that wanted to get together and worship God. It was so sweet. And in reflection, those of us that have been a part of this community have been thoroughly changed by God, haven't we? We are definitely far different than we were three years ago, five years ago, seven years ago, because God has been continually remolding us and making us into who he wants us to be. We used to want to have a church of 400 plus people, which would have played directly into our pride in who we are and what we can do. Now, we see the foolishness in that mindset and simply want to do whatever God wants us to do. A year and a half, two years ago, it's interesting, something seemed to shift within downtown. More and more people started to become a part of this community. Through this, more relationships have been created, which is essential to living life well. And more people's talents are being used by God through music, through technology, creating graphics, developing and running small groups, or pouring into our kids. 
which we number like 50 to 75 children now. Let me give you a little bit more of kind of where we're headed. The, The past six months as a community, we've also stepped up to the plate financially in significant ways. Over the last several years, we've given enough to add a small drop to Rimrock's overall budget, and each year it was slightly increased. But in the last six months, we have given two and a half times what we gave last year. Before, we gave enough to support our existence as a small group that met here a couple times a week. Now we are on track to be self-sustaining, providing enough to pay for the rent of this entire facility and for Carrie and my salary. From an objective perspective, we are growing up. We are no longer simply the baby sister of the main campus, riding around on her coattails and wondering who we are and what we're doing. We are turning into a legitimate church, a second campus of Rimrock. This is exciting. Not because there's more energy in here, which is nice, but rather to see it as being a part of something that God seems to be building for specific reasons. Remember, that's the definition of the church. A group of people being called together for a particular purpose. It seems like God's building and equipping us for some reason. Now, over the next 10, 15 minutes, whatever it takes, that's what I want us to think through. Because of who we are, what do we do now? Now, over the past year, the Rimrock Downtown Leadership has been looking for a new building to help accommodate our growing numbers. And I'll talk a little bit more about a new building later. Just a little, not a lot. About a month ago, though, this thought came to my mind. Do the best you can with what you have. Do the best you can now with what you have now. Even though it seems like we're at a place for a new building and that would be nice, why do we not do the best with this place with the things that God has given us? I want to break this down to three different categories. First one's facility. Now, even though this place is a bit small, it's in an awesome location and has a different feel than a traditional church, which I think really fits the culture of our community. So recently, we decided to make a few changes to make this place fit us, both the size and the style. Now, I'm sure you've noticed a change of style. There's still more coming. More furniture, more art. There'll be new doors put up in there slightly between us and the kids area our desire is to make this place more instagram worthy right seth (laughs) of course i'm kidding but we do want to make it match what is currently in style now i know style is fleeting and superficial but it also plays into a, a lot into a way a person feels when they're in a space We're also waiting on those glass doors to arrive, which we put into our newly created door jam just this side of the kids' area. Now, our kids are incredible, but they are so loud. So our goal is is to section off their noise, and so if we need to continue to expand our seating into the cafe, we can just open these doors wide and invite more and more people to comfortably be in this space. We've also upgraded our sound system. I don't know if you guys noticed the quality of music tonight, but Josh and his band put in new speakers, which allows them to perform the way that they want to perform. Instead of dealing with the blown out, like hotel lobby style speakers they've been using the last four years. Now, even though we are outgrowing this place, we want to do the best with what we have. 
Now, if you have any more ideas of how we can do this, please let me or Carrie or somebody know. Right? We are the church. Excuse me, we are the church. The second way that we got to do this is through community. Like we saw in 1 Peter 2, we are each a part of a bigger structure that is being made, one that is far more solid than if we are alone. Now, currently, I was doing some research today. Currently, there are approximately 65 families that come somewhat regular to Rimrock downtown. That means there are more than 200 opportunities for you to connect with someone. Someone outside of that little bubble of five or ten friends that you love to be with. To get to know them. To support and encourage them. And for them to do the same for you. Remember, from what we see in the Bible, a major purpose of the church is for followers of Jesus to come alongside one another. To help each other in the midst of a broken world and a selfish culture. To encourage each other to stay focused on what truly matters. To do the best we can with what we have means that we should spend the five minutes before or after this service getting to know someone new. Instead of saying, simply sitting in your quiet little bubble or talking with old friends, push into the uncomfortable and go up and say hi to somebody. A 30-second conversation can be a foundation for deeper relationships. Now, if you want to fully take advantage of what God is doing, in Rimrock downtown, it means that we got to do more than just that five minutes. Our weekly gatherings are great, but, to, but they're only a place to start. Sitting down with somebody at a restaurant or someone's home allows for much deeper and more genuine connections to take place. If you want to have these types of hangouts happen, all you have to do is invite somebody over to your, to your house for dinner. To make it even easier, we're having RD dinners. Check out your bulletin. Carrie mentioned it earlier. We're also having small groups, people who meet together weekly with the intention of going deeper in biblical study. When a person commits to better understanding of a topic, their insight and ability per application grow exponentially. Out of these collective study sessions, relationships develop and community can be formed. Again, see the bulletin if this sounds appealing. If you want to take more advantage of what God is creating within and through Rimrock downtown, we must be intentional about connecting with those inside of the church. But according to 1 Peter, we are not brought together simply to support and encourage each other. We are also brought together to build. We are also being built so that way we can better understand, so that way we can share to others how good God is. Let's check out 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm going to read that again so that way you can take time to process it. But you, right, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you've cried out to him, this is talking to you, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. Why? In order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The third area that we must strive to do the best we can with what we have is outreach. Like Chris taught last week, the church, followers of Jesus, are not only called to support and encourage each other, 
we are called to go, to leave the security of our comfortable little bubbles and step into people's worlds to tell them the truths that we have discovered that have changed our lives. Now, this can be done in endless ways based on all of the relationships you have. You're going to hear that from me over and over and over. Your relationships are prime opportunities to share the truths that have changed your life. But in order to make it even easier for you, you can do it through established organizations like Rimrock Downtown. Invite a friend to come on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning. That simple. Let them come and experience things that bring you life. Sign up to teach the little ones. They have four different classes back there from toddlers to tweenagers. Such a weird word, but so descriptive. Right? Sign up once a month, once every three months in order to shape the minds of children who will soon be adults. If you grew up in the church, think about the people that did that for you and what that's allowed you to have. If you are at all musically talented, join the worship team. They're always looking for people that want to play music and worship God. Run the audiovisual. We got two guys that do it continually. It's super simple, but it's so crucial. If you know how to make coffee, come be a barista once a month. We're currently in need of somebody to do that. If these don't fit you or they sound too trite or boring, come and serve down at the rescue mission. We do it once a month with Rimrock, every other month here at Rimrock Downtown. Serve, make and serve a meal to people that are in desperate situations. Right? There's at least six parachurch organizations that operate here in, down, in Rapid City, most of which are within like two blocks. If you want to go that route, come and talk to me and I'll direct you to Seth Right, or to those organizations, there's so many ways to pour into people that are in desperate spots. Or thinking even more outside of the church box, use this facility for gatherings with people that you have, that you share a common passion with. Things that you like to do, whether it's hobbies right, or interests, whatever it is, Rent, book this place so that way people can come here and you can enjoy those activities together in order to build relationships with them. Plus, it allows them to step inside of a church and see it's not nearly as bad as they thought it was going to be. We're going to be doing this the end of February with mountain bikers. So that way we can watch people do things that we will never be able to do. But out of that, my hope is to build relationships with these individuals and to see what God wants to have happen. There are so many si simple yet crucial ways to move from being served to serving others. Remember, we are the church. I am not the church. The worship team is not the church. We are all the church. What I have found is when I have chosen to move from being a consumer of simply showing up, watching others, and then going about my day to being an engaged participant, my experience of both God and my God-given purpose in this life have increased significantly. As followers of Jesus, instead of remaining in our cocoons and simply criticizing our culture, we should be working on actively recreating it. As an old saying put it, stop cursing the darkness and start lighting candles. 
the last tangible opportunity I want to give to you to be the church, to be a, a part of what God seems to be doing in Room Rock downtown, is to invest your money. Money is simply a tool through which we get what we need. I know it can feel like a lot more than that, but it isn't. If Rimrock downtown continues to grow in size and in its desire to be a multi-use facility, a place where we can gather for all different types of reasons in order to create relationships with others, then we are going to need a bigger space to accomplish our goals. Who knows? This may come through a single rich man's generous donation. But more logically, it will only happen if we are willing to commit more of what God has given to us to God's plans for this church. Now, I know we've already stepped up in our giving, but imagine what would happen if each family in here gave only $50 more a month. Such a simple amount. But collectively, it would give us so many more opportunities. The more that we are willing to give, the more opportunities we have to follow what God is, the direction that God is directing us into. What is given, I promise you, will not go into my salary or into anybody up here. It will simply go to what God wants us to be. Now, I've never preached on money. This is honestly the first time I've ever done this because it's far more crucial to focus on understanding who God is and what he's calling us to do. Now, we don't earn God's love or his favor through our generosity, and you don't have to give in order to be a part of a church. Anybody tells you that, it's lies from the pit of hell. However, my wife and I, for my wife and I, some of the biggest times of growing in our trust in God and seeing him remain faithful is when we felt called to give more than felt comfortable and obeyed that call. If you want to trust yourself and your logic and what you own less and your, trust your creator, your savior, and your sustainer more, spend this week asking if you should give more money, more time, more resources, whatever, to Rimrock downtown. However you feel prompted, please obey. Trust that he, the one that is bigger than you, bigger than me, bigger than this moment, has the best plans for you and your life, and that his guidance will lead you into the best possible life that you can have. Now, as I wrap this up, of course, I got to go back to Bible. I want to either remind you or inform you that the people in the Bible that got to experience the incredible things that we read about, almost as if they're fairy tales, these were real people just like you and me. The reason they got to experience God in the ways that they did was because they chose to step out of their self-centered routine and do both the simple and the daring things that God called them to do. Peter, the one who wrote what we were reading about, told us to come to Jesus and let ourselves be built into a spiritual house. He was a common fisherman living a normal life, who one day decided to leave it all and follow Jesus. This choice, right? he has free will. He chose to do it. This choice completely changed the trajectory of Peter's life. He also chose to step out of the boat and walk on water with Jesus. 
every other disciple, the other 11, just sat back saying, no, no, that's stupid. Why would anybody do that? But think about watching a man get to experience something like that and realizing that that could have been you. So much of who we can experience of God, of what we can experience of who he is, has to do with your and my willingness to follow as he calls. So right now I challenge you. As I pray, pray with me, inviting God to give you direction of what he wants you to do in the here and now. God, you are bigger than us. And so we come before you asking for direction, asking for guidance, asking that you would put a thought into our minds, into our hearts, into our emotions, whatever. The way that you speak to us, we ask that you would speak, that you would just push us into something that may be bigger, may be different, may be uncomfortable, but the thing that you know will give us more of the life that we want. Spirit, break through all of our distractions, all of our preconceived ideas, and just give us direction on what to do in the here and now with what you've given us. Amen.